With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You guys, have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Oh my God, this summer, I just want to be sitting somewhere in the sun, reading a book all summer long. And I know that's not the reality, but I'm going to build this fantasy in my head and Macy's is going to help me do it. Do it. I'm going to get a caftan. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I need you in one of those giant straw hats yes. that says Bon Voyage. Easy. Guys, check out Macy's.com for new bathing suits, beach towels, even floaties for the kids. They have all the poolside and beach essentials that we need for our summer and yours too. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was wounded! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene! Run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. First of all, you don't know me. (laughs) We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion mitchell, tough girl, you could sit with us, girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. Ladies and gentlemen, season two, episode 12, Between Order 
and randomness. Uh, okay, here's Ooh. the quick the quick rundown is that Nathan tells Haley about his past. Oh, gross. Uh, but Haley continues to keep her emails with Sorg. Chris in secret. <laughs> Sorg. <laughs> That's a good callback. Um, Karen decides to make Lucas's life as miserable as possible till he takes the heart test. And she asks Andy over while his house is in contractor's hands. And Dan hosts and even cooks for a dinner with Keith and Jules. Um, oh, baby, there is a lot of cat and mouse in this episode. I don't know how many people were super waiting for this episode in particular, but I really enjoyed this episode. It's picking up from a lot of the drama that we left off with, with um, Anna and Peyton in the last episode and Felix and Brooke, a lot of drama with Keith and Dan and Oof. Deb and Jules. And I mean... <sighs> Guys, that dinner scene when Keith and Dan, when oh. Dan invites Jules and Keith over for dinner with Deb, and then he's just playing it's cat not right. and mouse no. the whole night. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll get into it. He's but, such but a predator. That, that was he like- is. That he's was so such, conniving. I know, but he does it so well that it's just so delicious. <laughs> he's a good villain. He's such a good villain. <laughs> and we sh- and you will get into that. Um, well, you guys will get into it. Um because I have a flight to catch, so I'm only here with you guys for a few minutes. Give us our marching here, orders, but, boss. You tell us what but, you want us yeah, to talk about. Yeah, what do you about? want us to Listen, talk about? We this was <laughs> the episode where Anna said that thing that we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. Look at all these people. They figured out what they want and they managed to find it. Mm. Um so I just thought that was just so interesting. And you know, you can listen to our last episode, but okay. Wait, what did we call it? What did we call it? The myth. What was it? The perfect myth. We said it should be the title. The perfect myth. Oh, yeah, God. perfect myth. This idea. That and we all deep. do it. We all do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I Brooke does her Norma Ray in this episode ah! with the lobsters. The lobsters. Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> you and the lobsters. That was Dying. hilarious. Oh, I totally <laughs> forgot about the lobster. <laughs> It's so good. I got crabs at Carl's. Good God. And when he's like, I could get crabs anytime I want. When you guys are all threatening to. Gross. Oh my God. That doesn't mean what you think it means, sir. Uh, Nope. Not at all. Um, Lucas seems to be always stuck with people marriage bombing him. Like big surprise, surprise. (laughs) We're getting married. (laughs) The look on his face. I feel like we need, I feel like we need um, a, Oh my god! I feel like we need a montage of Lucas's yes. face every time someone tells him we're getting married. Or somebody we got make married. that, please. That's what we want. <laughs> and uh, th- this little fun thing. This was the appearance of the phrase "Haley Bob," Aww. which the first time we ever heard this, and Lindsay McKeon says it as Taylor. Um, but the thing was in the script, it was Haley Bop, like it was a little nickname. <gasps> and this is a very little known fact because. Um, I don't know how at some point in the writer's room, it spun out and into somebody decided Bob should be Haley's middle name as like a joke, as like, I don't know, just because (laughs) why not? Lucas Eugene, Haley Bob. And so because the the way that she said it, they were like, well, she said Haley Bob, but everybody went, oh, no, no, nobody will ever notice. We'll change it to Bob. And so it showed even on the uh, subtitles on the TV, because sometimes I have those on when we're watching together because I don't want to... um, have it up too loud. And it said Haley Bob, but I knew. So I remember. Weird joy. Like this is so it's weird. So it's so weird. weird. Yeah. I, I mean, as someone that He's... gave my daughter a boy name, um, 
I, I appreciate it. I appreciate yeah. that kind of like mm-hmm. dual masculine feminine energy, but totally Bob yeah. lacks formality. And Haley's such like a Robert. I couldn't have been a Robert. Right. Come on. Right. Haley Robert. <laughs> um, Haley Robert. That's a lot of first names, baby. That's it is. <laughs> I know. So that's kind of fun. Bob. Uh, that's the tattoo we should all get. Just like, so it's so Bob. random and non sequitur. People Bob. are like, what? But my dad's name is Bob. So then people will be like, is you it? got your dad's name tattooed on your body. Is that weird? Did he, he feel weird. like it was a nod to him? He was just like, thank no. you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't think so. Nope. No. So that's much, funny. That's, that's when you know that the writers are working till like two o'clock in the morning because someone got punchy and was like, that's you right. know, it'll be funny. <laughs> <laughs> this will be really great. Cool. Oh my gosh. Well, friends, I have a flight to catch today, so I'm we not going to be you. in this whole episode, but I love, love you guys and talk amongst yourselves. We've and, got our um, orders. We'll see you soon. Bye, baby. Be okay. safe. Okay. Bye. Oh man, I can't tell you how many times I have been, I get, get this little notification pop up. It tells me that I've subscribed to something that I don't know even what it is. And it's like, Oh, $39.99 or $62.45 annually is coming up. Do you want it? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I have, <laughs> I have too no many idea. Going on in, you know, there's too many things going on in my day. When am I going to have time to go dig through all these files and figure out what's what? I need help. And I mm-hmm. think we figured out the way. Rocket Money. It's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. Yeah, I love how the dashboard just shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and it keeps my spending on track. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash queens. That's rocketmoney.com slash queens. Rocketmoney.com slash queens. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. (laughs) Oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Yeah. (laughs) I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Friends, we need a second to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. 
They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want, so your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, they will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So I play this little game every morning where I leave the house looking decrepit. And then I drop my children off at school. And then I get to my office and I take out a nice, cute little bag that came with my Thrive Cosmetic order. And with just a couple of products, I'm able to look like a normal, happy, healthy human again. It's incredible. I love these products. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Now, a few of my favorite products include their incredible Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner. It's easy-to-use waterproof pencil, holds like wax, and blends like a powder. Just line brows to give them some structure and create natural-looking strokes of hair to fill in sparse brows. It comes with a spoolie brush to lift and tame brows after applying the pencil, and there are eight shades to choose from that adjust to your natural brow color for a perfect match every time. Now, my other favorite product, I've been talking about this forever, is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Their unique formula creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. And it's super easy to remove, you guys. This is my favorite part. It just slides right off with warm water, doesn't leave smudges, doesn't pull your eyelashes out. It's incredible. Its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash drama. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash drama for 10% off your first order. I think this is such a brilliant invention and I wish somebody had come up with it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. <laughs> you know, I've been doing theater since I was a little kid. My mom has yeah. all these videotapes of me and all these productions. And then we also have all of our family movies and all of the family photo albums and all of the everything that just takes up so much space. And I'm so grateful that Legacy Box created this whole platform to be able to condense these amazing memories down into something that's actually tangible and easy to access. Well, and with Mother's Day fast approaching, it is a great gift for the whole family. So you can relive moments like wedding days, first steps, or the embarrassing haircut you had in the 90s. You can <laughs> reconnect with your family's history and hear your grandmother's voice again for the first time. Yes, the process is so easy. You just send in your legacy box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, and pictures, and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the USA, you'll get everything back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. It's so easy. 
Yeah. I mean, again, the VHSs, my my new project is that I found Jeffrey's big, huge storage containers of VHS. And he was making TV shows in the late 80s, early 90s that I never got to see. This so is my good. chance. So all of his pilots that never that never aired. Girl, right? I love <sighs> those old beta tapes. Yes. <laughs> so you guys can do this too. join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash drama to save six. 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. That's LegacyBox.com slash drama. This one was intense. The, the constant back and forth and, and, and the anchoring, really, of the tension in this episode between what Dan is doing to Keith, Jules, and Lucas, Oof. and Deb, and what... Taylor is doing yeah. to Haley and Nathan. It is. Can I just tell you the I'm only tired. safe space in this whole episode was Brooke and Felix. Like they were the, I know. the only like gentle space in the whole episode. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Um, okay. Well, so let's start at the beginning. Like Brooke is getting, is this her first job? I think it's Brooke's first ever job. I love that. I love that. And it's working such, at Carl's Crab Shack. Your first job should be embarrassing. That just seems like oh, yeah. part of the deal. I also just love the start. She's so unwilling to give up. She is relentless mm-hmm. and willing to be open and say, listen, this is the reason I need this job. I'm not giving up my car. You know, I'm super, I'm great with people. Just trust me. I'll be a good hire. And he says, well, you know, you can't be a waitress. I, I have a PR job. And she's so excited. Honestly. Just, just like, oh, PR. That's that's what I'm an expert at. I'm fantastic at this. Um, also, I look great in red was my favorite mm. of Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> the silver lining of the whole situation. Uh, what was your first job? God, I had so really early on, uh, I started being a babysitter for kids all, all in my neighborhood. Yeah. I was always taking care of other people's kids. I eventually became, you know, like a counselor in training and a camp counselor. But I would have to. I can totally God. see you as one of the real babysitter club girls. Like, oh my, it just right? like hit me. I loved those books. Yeah, I bet you did. You were definitely like I the loved cool it. one. All right. I see Yeah. It. Yeah. One of, one of the two little boys that I eventually was like close, closer to being a nanny than a babysitter for when I was in high school, invited me to his wedding. Like, oh, my baby. neighborhood kids were just, I know, they were just the sweetest. Um, but job, job, like, because mm-hmm. w- watching kids was fun for me. I had to do job jobs working for my dad every summer. Oh. And I was so mad. I was like, oh, everyone's going to the mall. And I have to, like, <laughs> run film and edit stuff and, you know, Go go to the photo lab and hold reflectors and repaint floors and take out the trash. Yeah. Like my dad was like, "Oh, you're the boss's kid. You think you're getting any privileges? I'm going to give you all the sh- jobs nobody wants to do." Yeah, and I I did them. I was I was basically like a PA for years every summer working at the studio. That makes so much sense. I mean, that's kind of how jobs used to work. You would apprentice under mm-hmm. someone in your family until you became totally. a master yourself. Um, it's probably why you're a good director. Because you know exactly mm. what you want to look at. Um, yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's. A- I wish I hadn't been. I wish I hadn't been such a salty teen, and I'd actually paid attention <laughs> right. to the technicality you of know, cameras. Like you're like doing like Vogue shoots. You're like, like super glamorous. Yeah, and, awesome. and 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 I was just looking around like I can't believe I have to be here. 
And now people will say, oh, well, you know, your dad's a photographer. So how do I uh, how do I reset the ISO on my camera? And I'm like, I don't know of what you speak. I don't know what that means. I wasn't paying attention. I know guys. how to set up a shot, but I have no idea how a camera works. I'm so sorry. Yeah, there's still oh, time, sorry, Dad. Baby, there's time. <laughs> You've got like 340 more jobs in you. Um, yeah, I got a job. You could you could work in Virginia when you were 15 if you had a worker's permit, mm. and so literally, like mm. the second I was able to work, I w- filled out whatever paperwork I could because I was about that money, honey. That's like. Mm-hmm. What I was into. Oh, yeah. And the place where all of the, like, cool dudes worked was the sports authority. And I oh. I was like, well, I want to be there. Um, because I, I feel like it was all the dudes on, like, isn't that terrible that I just wanted to work where the dudes were? <laughs> it's whatever. I get it. Um, it was, like, all the track team and the soccer players. And they were, like, cool. Yeah. And, you know. So I went and I applied for a job and the guy that worked there was so gross, smelly old Jim. He had this toupee with like the glue would run down his head and he was so mean and I would get in trouble all the time because I never did add on sales. They would have secret shoppers and they're like, you you have to do an add on sale, Hillary. And so I'd always be scored really poorly. But I just think add on sales are tacky. Like if someone wants to come in for a pair of shoes... I'm not going to offer. That's all they want. Come on. Don't ruin someone's day. And and so I started carrying around whistles because I was like, if I have to do an ad on sale, I'll just start doing whistles. And so that was like my mm-hmm. thing. I'm like, do you want a whistle with that pair of bike shorts? It, but it was a creep job for a young girl because there was guy. there were like guys that would come in and be like, hey, where are the Speedos? And then they'd like call you Ew. into the dressing room to be like, <gasps> how does this look? And you're just like man i don't know i i'm a kid i don't want to look at that no and then in that shopping complex this was like a major scandal there was a guy that was obsessed with like teenage girls feet and he would go from shop to shop and like want to look at your feet and it was so weird <laughs> but my, i had like one friend that worked at the staples and another <laughs> that worked at like the supermarket and we'd all compare notes we're like is the foot guy back girls Ew. It's scary for teenage girls to go out into the workforce. I mean, we had a felon mm-hmm. that worked in our back room who, like, said, he's like, oh, no, I definitely murdered this guy, but I got off on a technicality. And he was always like, I've, I've said this, like, he was like, you look like Nikki Kidman. For girls to go out into the workforce, it is frightening. Uh, yeah. Boys just get to go to work. Yeah. Girls have to go into environments where they're under threat. Yeah. And people, some people will roll their eyes and say that's an exaggeration. It isn't. No, my brothers have. My brothers all worked in the same shopping complex. Not one of them had the foot guy come after them. Yeah, exactly. It's like grown men. Just stop it. Stop it. Yeah. Don't be a weirdo. Let us go to work. Well, let us, let us just dress as crabs and do our job and... Yeah, man. And organized like Sally Field. God, I loved that. I loved having that moment because what I realized it was for Brooke, as much as Creepy Carl sounds like your boss from the the smelly old gym. (laughs) Carl was just a smarmy guy who knew he could take advantage of young women Mm -hmm. who were in shitty situations. And there is that line in the episode that sometimes people do crazy things when they're desperate. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. you know, it cuts to Jules trying to figure out what to do. But it's true of 
really the both of us in this episode. Yeah. Jules and Brooke are having this kind of mirrored experience in the same way that you see, you know, Dan and Taylor having a mirrored experience. And I loved seeing Brooke awaken to the potential of her mind mm-hmm. and and igniting that justice flame. That was one of those places where I was like, oh, they're starting to pull me into this character. Exactly. Like it. Exactly. We've all gotten those moments, like Joy with her music. And, you know, like mm-hmm. I've said, me with slowing down with Jake and the bisexuality and stuff like that. Like I felt very seen. Like you organizing, yeah. you being a leader, like them tapping into that part of you is so rewarding to watch because it's not even Brooke. It's like, that's my friend Sophia. She's here to Aww. burn shit down. <laughs> I'm ready. I brought Started the torches. with the crab shack. I brought the matches. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, but but in, and, and what I like is that you see the, the dynamic shifting even between her and Felix. Mm-hmm. When she's telling him what's up, when she says, stop it with the money. I'll make my own money. I'll, I'll figure out all of this myself. I want to be independent. I don't want to be like my mom. And in, the, in this episode, she gets this job and she knows it's wrong. She knows it must be illegal to not give people breaks. She knows it's not right that they have to rent their own costumes. It's yeah. ridiculous. And he says, go the legal route. And she does all the research. She pulls up the information on OSHA. She gets versed in what is legal in the state and what unions can do. And it it makes her feel good. Mm-hmm. And you can see it even when he jumps behind her on the bed and is like, well, what are we doing? Okay, I'll help. She's got a project and it's for her. Mm-hmm. And then she decides she wants to be the class president. I love it. It's so sexy. I love it. (laughs) It's so sexy that he helps, though. Like, I... Yes. That is my favorite part about any relationship, whether it's a romance or a friendship, a relationship with your family members. Like, being collaborative on something is so intimate Mm -hmm. and awesome. And Mm -hmm. this is, like, the first time I've really liked Felix. Um, Me too. Yeah. These last two episodes, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. He's yeah. handsome, and now he's helpful, and fine. He can stay. Well, and he's he's dropped the, like, bad boy facade. Yeah. Which is so refreshing. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm still confused as to why he got mad at Lucas for breaking up with Anna, but the end result is this, like, lovely friendship between Anna and Lucas that's happened, and I, yeah. I think it's very important to show a boy— being supportive of Anna's yes. exploration because a lot of times that gender line gets drawn and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is something I can only talk about, you know, with girls or this is, you know, this bro yeah. talk. Um, him being like a thoughtful, sensitive listener that isn't making it perverse or isn't like turning it into a Maxim article yeah. uh, is good. There, Lucas had some really lovely moments in this episode. He really did. And and I loved the parallel of them going for these walks. The first walk yeah. during the day along the river by the river court. And he does make a joke. He's like, ooh, I'm picturing it. Yeah, but it's like— But he's joking. He makes it so and clear it's, that he's joking. Yeah, he makes it so clear that he's joking. Chad did such a good read on that. And what's nice is it allows her, rather than feeling exposed, to tease him and be like, ugh, don't be such a guy— because this is part of what she's afraid of, is that people are going to tokenize her experience. Yeah. And and then later, when they go on their second walk at night down on the riverfront, and she looks at all the people. It's what Joy said last week. 
She says, look at all these people. They know what they want. They have it figured out. It It's such an iconic, or perhaps that's not the right word. It's a, it, it's a timely confession. Mm-hmm. At the time that we were representing this on screen, there was still a lot of societal talk of you're one or the other. And if you say you're bi, you're just, you know, I think it was a sex in the city line. Oh, if you say you're bi, you're just on the train to gay town. Like, ew, bisexuality is an identity. Some people are very drawn to both sexes. Good for you, by the way. Mm -hmm. Double your dating pool. The world is literally your oyster. (laughs) And (laughs) and at the time, (laughs) why wouldn't you? At the time, it wasn't something people were, as comfortable with or as honest about as we are now. And I love looking back and seeing how beautifully Daniela played this person, just trying to figure out who she is and worrying that something's wrong with her, Mm -hmm. that she can't check a box. But by the way, her finally checking a box on the dating profile was huge for this time. Huge. I don't think kids now can appreciate what, like, a major deal it was, you know? Major. People's careers were being imploded over being outed during these years, you know? and. There were, yes. like, certain actors that came out and they were told, like, oh, you'll never play straight again, you know? And so there was a lot of trauma around mm-hmm. speaking your truth or, or talking about your sexual identity. So yeah. for our show to kind of have a safe space where mm-hmm. people could put their toe in and be like, oh, well, it's okay in Tree Hill. Like, mm, can yeah. it be okay in my world, too? Um, and I And I liked that we didn't we didn't make it seem too easy. We didn't just say, oh, look, here's this bi character yeah. and everyone loves her and accepts her. We allowed for the journey to be what the journey of coming out has been for so many people. I'm scared to tell my family. Mm-hmm. People have made up things about me. They've said things about me. Rumors have spread. I feel bullied. I feel terrified to own my identity. And hopefully the first person you tell or the second person you tell, the the people who you feel like you can trust will love you and be patient with you and say, I'm here, you've got me. Let me know when you're ready to keep going. Yeah, That is an experience that so many of my friends had, so many of us had. And I really, for all the things our show did wrong, I loved how this was handled. I wonder who was consulting on this. Do you know what I mean? I know. Because we weren't really privy to what was going on in L.A. at this time, necessarily. No. Yeah, I'd be curious. Because um, it is done tenderly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that scene you reference, when she decides to click either, mm-hmm. and she has this... But remember this, the either button like was look of brand pride. new? The either button was brand new. new. That was yeah. a big deal. Well, by the way... Looking back, there's only a male-female. There's no yeah. non-binary option. Oh, but God. there's seeking male-female either. Mm-hmm. And the look of pride when she clicks it. Mm-hmm. And you said, oh, I love this. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of the moments that you exclaimed over while we watched it. Well, I remember, like, when I first moved to New York and you'd get, like, the Village Voice or you'd get local newspapers and there were always classifieds in the back. Like, back yeah. in the paper days, back in the Stone Age. <laughs> And I remember moving to New York and seeing women seeking women and men seeking men and being like, oh, my God, like I finally arrived in a city that's like, like 
open-minded. Open. Yeah, open. And I remember just like kind of thrilling over that because I didn't know yeah. that that was, you know, that it existed outside of my small town in Virginia. Um, it was yes. it was cool. And so for us to show it on national television to an audience of teenagers, mm-hmm. awesome. Awesome, awesome. Awesome. You know what I like about that point you make? Because I've talked a lot about how privileged I felt as a young person to grow up in a house where my father was an artist. Yeah. Because it meant that I grew up in a very diverse, very queer community. Yeah. And I know not everybody has that privilege. And I know one of the things we bonded about early was that community being the best home for us. Yeah, safe. And, And what's always been really interesting to me with you know, your experience or the experiences of fans of our show who've opened up to us or even the experience of advocating politically Mm -hmm. is there are people who come from, you know, places like you're describing, small town in Virginia, who maybe don't think they'll have anything in common with us, who say the the things we don't love to hear, like, well, you know, you you go to the cities and everybody's queer and everybody's this, that, and the other. And it's like, it's like, well, You coastal elites. You coastal people. It's And it's like, well, actually... The cool thing about a city, if you come hang out in it, is that everybody lives side by side and everybody just lets everybody else do what they want to do. Everybody's happy. There's a reason people who live in communities that are diverse vote for everyone who could be considered other than them to have the same rights they do. Yeah. Because when you know people, you know people and you love people. And it was nice, I thought. To represent that reality, not on a show that took place in New York or Chicago or L.A. or Miami, but on a show that took place in a small town in North Carolina. That was probably the most important part is normalizing it Mm -hmm. in a way because we've talked about all the other teen dramas that take place, you know, in like hyper real, you know. Yeah. They're not realistic settings. It's all wish fulfillment. And if our show was anything, it was like. These kids are average <laughs> until we all had like amazing <laughs> careers later until we all turned into totally. superstars. Um, you know, Lucas is a very good friend to so many people in this episode. The Anna thing is is wonderful because she's the one place where he can dump all the things he's handling. He's dealing with his mother yeah. inviting another man into the home, which is mm-hmm. massive. He's dealing yeah. with... Uh, Keith, finding out that Keith slept with Deb, like bombshell. Woo! And that Jules- Especially after Keith proposed to his mom. Right? Right? And then- Keith proposes to Lucas's mom and then sleeps with Lucas's mom's best friend who also happens to be married to Lucas's real dad. Like, this sounds like an episode of Jerry Springer. Yes. What's happening? And then the new bartender (laughs) that works at his mom's bar just happens to be Keith's new girlfriend, uh, who he finds out is like, not an escort, but close, you know, like she's being paid to date Keith. And yeah. it's it's a ton of information for a young person. It, it's a ton of information yeah. for an old person to process. But It's a lot. And you know what you just reminded me of? We were talking about this when we watched. It's a fascinating parallel because it is. That's a lot for a teenager to try to make sense of. And especially because Jules says to him, it's real. I met Keith because of Dan, but I love Keith. I love him, please. And what I loved was the scene where Luke and Nate meet at the river court 
And Nate doesn't know what Lucas is talking about. Mm -hmm. But Lucas starts asking Nathan about how his setup with Haley Mm. to screw over his brother became real. Because it's the same thing. Dan and Jules are doing to Keith what Nathan was using Haley to do to Lucas. So Lucas is saying, well, maybe you can lie a little to protect someone if it turns out okay in the end. Haley almost left Nathan when she found out, even though Nathan had really fallen in love with her. Mm -hmm. So you see how this boy is trying to make this insane circumstance relative to what he knows in any way. It's a really well-written episode. Well, yes. And you mentioned this. uh, The parallels between Taylor and Dan are... (gasps) Sociopaths. I think that's what's so exhausting about this episode is like we can deal with one Dan, but two of them? Come on. Two Dans is a lot. Yeah. Yeah. They revel in making other people uncomfortable. And like we've been around Mm -hmm. those people. Like, oh, yeah. Gross. They revel in making other people uncomfortable. They both, I kept getting the vision while we were watching the episode of just twisting the knife. Mm-hmm. They're both knife twisters. Have you ever been around and, those people that want to get caught? Like, it's like their mother didn't reprimand them when they were little. And they're like, I want you to yell at me. And that's what it, it feels like. Yeah. Both Dan and Taylor are just like, somebody, somebody stop me. You know, I'm a bad yes. baby. Yes. It, and it, you know what it, it feels like as well to me? Watching Taylor. In this episode, the way she she continues, for what reason after the last episode, we'll never know, she continues to throw herself at Nathan mm-hmm. to get undressed in front of him, to tease him sexually. There are people, and I think we see them more represented archetypally in stories as women because people love to villainize women. Well. <laughs> there are people who really get off on getting married people to cheat on their spouses with them. Weird. Like, and I've, I've seen it. Like I've, I've been around it. I, I, I will not say who, but I, years ago, I was around someone who loved being able to get men cheat on their wives with her. What? And I was like observing this whole thing, just going, what the fuck is this dynamic? But for people who are like mortally wounded and think they're broken. Yeah. There's no higher compliment than I'm so special. This person would blow up their life for me. Oh, God. (laughs) And I think that's the dynamic that they're writing for Taylor in this episode. And it gives me the like, it gives me like the chill bumps on my bones, not on my skin. You know what I mean? Oh, gross. I mean, she does compare herself to that scorpion where it stings itself to death. Yes. You know? Yes. It's interesting that they chose like a metaphor like that, that Haley very quickly debunks. And it's like, that's not true. Like, it doesn't do that. (laughs) They couldn't, they couldn't have found something that actually harms itself. You know, like a fox that chews its leg off in a trap. Um, The reason I kind (laughs) of liked that though, was that it was such a Tudor girl moment for Haley. It gave the, it gave the moment of comic relief in a scene where Joy is playing so much pain and so much fear god she was beautiful in that scene her her i love that scene and when Lindsay, you know when taylor reaches over and rubs Haley's cheek to wipe her tears away i was like oh and that's where you see the you see the the softness Mm -hmm. in taylor you see the girl under the scorpion and you want her 
to be that girl. Well, it was in so- the same way that sometimes we root for Dan. Yeah. You want her to be that girl. That was the scene where when she went to wipe the tears, like, oh my God, she looks just like Bess in this scene. Like, <gasps> yes, the sim- you said that. The similarity between Lindsay and the actress who plays Joy's mother doing that same physical action of like comforting oh. Haley. They look so similar. And so you can see the the family in that interaction. Mm-hmm. And the beautiful, beautiful shot. I mean, Bethany Rooney, again, oh. episodes directed by women just have something. Bethany Rooney did that shot of them both from behind, mm-hmm. sitting on the balcony ledge in their layered T-shirts with yeah. their tattoos sticking out. And you saw the sameness. Mm-hmm. You saw how... How different they are. One's tattoo symbolizes, you know, self-sabotage and one symbolizes young love. But these two sisters, it's that same thing. They're kind of meeting. They come from opposite ends of the circle and they meet in the middle. And that's the stuff that you go, oh, please let it be that. Let them find their way. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature <laughs> scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. Yeah. I've had um, plenty of times in my life and seasons where I have needed a safe space where I could just uh, know that there was no judgment. I could just sort of dump out whatever I was thinking. And sometimes mm-hmm. even just hearing myself say things out loud made it mm-hmm. easier to go, wait a second, actually, I don't believe that. Why am I carrying that narrative around in my brain? But yeah. it doesn't always feel easy to say that kind of stuff to friends or people you're in relationship with. So I love therapy for that reason and many more. I do too. I totally agree, especially because therapy is a dedicated chunk of time. Like for me, it's an hour a week where I really focus on my self-care. It's like I think of it as a you know gym for my brain and my heart. And it's so important mm-hmm. to take care of yourself in that way. And like you said, Joy, you can't always unburden on your friends. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't talk about what's going on with us because we feel guilty asking somebody to help us work through something, but that's literally a therapist's job. And I think that's why it works so well. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash drama today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drama. Nothing is more fun for me than decorating, whether it's like I've moved, I have to go on location somewhere, or my friends are moving. I just want to design people's houses. 
<laughs> it's happy. And you know, like a place goes from just being, you know, like a box you live into a home. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring that mm-hmm. vision to life. I can attest to this personally. I am on this site all the time finding amazing things for my home. Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. No matter your style or budget, there is a Waberhood in every zip code brought to life by everyone who makes their home truly their own with Wayfair. A huge selection of home goods ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. Everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedroom and more. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. And they'll even help you set it up. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair. Every style, every home. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? So I saw that Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now online and in-store. I love that. For the entire month of May, join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands I really appreciate that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in store to AAPI scholarships. AAPI is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian and Pacific Islander students. So join us by rounding up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support AAPI scholars and educational nonprofits. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Do you know that this has been a tradition in my family for many years? Uh, My mother used to love pecan sandies from Keebler. She would bring them home and I would find her in the kitchen taking a little nibble on a stressful day. (laughs) And I love it. I love it so much. I've adopted it myself. I love coming home and just taking a moment to step away from all the daily expectations and enjoy a little, little Keebler sandy. Listen, you know I love a snack break, and Keebler Sandies are perfect for that. They are buttery shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, Joy's favorite pecans, and almonds. Mm. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The delicate sweetness, the buttery flavor, the crumbly texture. They make Keebler Sandies the perfect pairing with your coffee or tea. Whether you're enjoying Keebler Sandies as an afternoon snack, serving them at a party, or simply indulging in some me time, they are a classic shortbread cookie that brings simple pleasure to every bite. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie and enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Bethany Rooney is such a good director. I've worked with her on a couple different shows. Um, Mm. She's one of those people that you just text with every once in a while where you're like, I'm so glad you're still in my life. Um, And she she was a really safe space for us on this show. Like she was a good person to be able to turn to. Um, And, you know, there's so much darkness in this episode. Do you ever think that our visiting directors would get scripts and just be like, well, Jesus, like what? How do I <laughs> how do I navigate this? This is a lot of this is a lot of trauma here. Um, you know, I think what I yeah, it, it must be intense to receive that, especially if as you haven't been able to in. watch all the episodes beforehand. They hadn't aired yet. Yeah. So how do you get a script yeah. like this where you're like, what's going on at this dinner party? Like, wh- who, what, when, where, 
How? Yeah, they they must give them at least a couple scripts on paper before. But oof, yeah, I'd want to be able to see the episode to really know what the dynamics are. I mean, that dinner party. You and I were both like, gross, <laughs> make this end right now. It was so uncomfortable. And, and Keith sitting there thinking Dan is poking at him over mm-hmm. Jules and Deb. Yep. And Jules sitting there knowing Dan is poking her over her and Keith. And everyone's in a misdirect. And poor Barbara oh is God. just sitting there trying to make it right. And Looking by the way, honorable, <laughs> honorable mention for that tube top and matching scarf. I was, you guys, I, I kid you not. I was like, I want to wear that outfit now. <laughs> I, I'm going to order a tube top and a scarf now. Oh, man. And I'm excited about I'm it. I'm doing the next podcast in a scarf. You won't even see the tube <laughs> top. I'll just crop my camera. You'll look naked. <laughs> yeah. Hillary's in her scarf again. Um, yes. And and so and I guess I was curious. I'm like, why is Deb involved in this? Because I know that they were kind of mm. working together to break up Nathan and Haley, but this seems like out of that pact. Like, is are they like a yeah. couple again? It seems like they're working on getting back together. Especially when you open on the I, you know, especially when you open on the moment where Dan says, let's invite them over. And he's researching recipes and Deb is like looking at him like, oh, my God, he's going to cook dinner. And then she says, this isn't just a way for you to pile on Keith, is it? And and Dan, God, what a line. He says, well, you and Karen both slept with me and your friends. Oh, my God, I wrote that down, too. Oh, (laughs) and so Deb is kind of like, well, I guess I should give it a shot. And then, of course, the the dinner starts and Dan is awful. That's it. It's like you got to have like you just got to call it like Deb 10 minutes in should have been like, you know what? Uh -uh, uh Uh-uh. We're going to I'm going to go light something on fire in the kitchen so that we can end. this. Yeah, I would have loved it if she was like, Dan, you said you weren't going to do this and you're doing it. You're going home like she needs to just be a mom and be like, everybody out. (laughs) Right. He's he's grounded. The cops are showing up. You all got to go home. Um, Who did Luke say there's a line you don't cross? I wrote that down. Did he say that to Keith? Oh. Oh, yes. yes, about Deb, about Deb. And you and I both were like, and, tell me more. Tell me more, Lucas. Remember, you guys, <laughs> Hillary literally shouted, Lucas is telling Keith about lines you don't cross? <laughs> you know, and he's like, he's like, that's Dan's wife. And and Hillary and I are sitting here going, yeah, and we're and Peyton and Brooke are best friends. Yeah, we're like sister wives, friend. Um, Lucas has Keith on a pedestal. And good, he needs that person to have on a pedestal. Yes. But I think by also witnessing the person you look up to fail a little bit. Yes. It validates your own failure. Like it's almost like Lucas needed to see that his hero did the same dumb shit he did. Yes. So that he's like, oh, well, Keith's not a bad guy. So maybe I'm not a bad Mm -hmm. guy. Like maybe we all just do this. I think it's so important and something that I love in this episode, Craig Sheffer does this so beautifully as Keith. He holds space for Lucas's upset as a teenager. Mm -hmm. When he tells Lucas what happened with Deb, he admits to him, it's such a strong choice to say, I'm not proud of what happened with Deb and that's the only reason I kept it a secret from you. You understand that, right? He admits to a boy that he is ashamed of his actions. Mm -hmm. And he lets Lucas go away and sit with it. Which is important. Like, yeah, I don't like to make people change their mind right away. 
you know, like sitting with information is so healthy because mm-hmm. then you you get to work out the entire journey in your own head yeah. and make it make sense. You got you got to give people space sometimes to process and to figure out what it is they're triggered by yeah. in the story you're telling. Oof. And that's why I loved that Lucas came full circle with Keith, came back to him and said, I've done some things I'm not proud of. Yeah. He admitted his own shame. We both were running away. Yeah, he apologized for the way he reacted because he realized they're both just people who make mistakes. But, like, honestly, poor Lucas. Like, no one tells him anything. Like, Andy just walks into his house, like, surprise, surprise. Keith is all of a sudden engaged. You know, like, everyone is just, like, dropping information on this boy. And I don't know if our writers consciously did that or... Or it was just like a habit that was like, oh, we'll get a better reaction if we totally ambush this child. Um, well, I, I think they love the surprise scenes because it allows for shock value for the audience. Yeah, but I would have loved if Keith had made Lucas go out and like go ring shopping with him. You know, like yes. that reveal of we got we're getting engaged. We got married. We've already done it with Nathan and Haley. You know, Joy said that. So, yeah, Um. I would have loved that slow burn of I'm going to make you as involved as possible with this elaborate lie. Um, yeah, that would have been juicy. Oh, well, woulda, coulda, nice. shoulda. Um, I <laughs> do appreciate the Taylor redemption. You know, Dan is never redeemed. Yeah. Dan it just no. can, whereas he's going to the basketball court at the end of the episode to make things worse. Right. And to involve Lucas, Mm -hmm. Taylor does the exact opposite and gets on that computer Mm -hmm. and it's like, Chris Keller, you better scram. Leave me alone. I don't want you. Yeah. You see her making a choice to stand up for her sister. Yeah. And I wonder if it's because as uncomfortable as it was for them, Nathan and Haley model that the only way out is through. You got to tell the truth, even if it's shitty. And Taylor's like, well, maybe I could do that. Yeah, it ugh, so hard. It was probably easy. But for then her. Haley doesn't tell the truth <gasps> to Nathan. No, she sure doesn't. She just she she just keeps walking on that river court trying to kiss him. She keeps it a secret, mm-hmm. Anna, and she says to him, "What happened in the past doesn't matter." Ooh, girl, it's like babe, you. Your your past was a week ago. I actually thought that was a brilliant line that they wrote for Taylor. You're, you know, oh, you're giving yeah. your... Remember? It, she said, you bitching about your husband's past when you have a present. When you have a present. Oh! St. Haley is just as bad as the rest of us. Oh! Shots fired. Yeah. Well, but Haley yeah. admits some very big... She uses big language, like, like impactful language. Yes. And she says... This is all really confusing. And so if you you have someone you're close to that like always has the right answer and always makes the right decision for them to admit, I'm confused. That's a big confession. And then she goes on to say, I'm jealous of what Chris has. Like confusion and jealousy are two very embarrassing things to admit. Yes. And I love that she clarifies, I am jealous of his music. Mm-hmm. I am jealous of his freedom to pursue it mm-hmm. because Haley feels like she has to choose between the husband that she loves and the career that she wants because the doorway to the career that she wants is a man who kissed her. Yeah. Oh, 
girls. You want to dig into some hard shit? (laughs) Come on now. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's it. And and it's hard to see that there are other doors. There are doors that don't involve men. Uh, And that's a thing that's, that's really difficult as a young person is that you do think, like, if I don't take advantage of this opportunity, there's no promise that there will be another one. And honestly, mm-hmm. like, as an adult, I'm here to say, yes, there will be. You know, like, if yeah. something feels bad, find a different door. Yes. And, and I will say, I think it is important to admit, we know how scary it is mm-hmm. to take the leap Because sure, there might not be another door. That's reality. Yeah. But more often than not, we have learned from some things we've shared with all of you and from some things we only share with ourselves (laughs) that, that if you deny walking through a door that is dangerous or makes you feel bad, even if it takes a while, another door will come for you because that thing is meant for you. Yeah. The patience, the the aptitude to be patient is part of claiming what you want. Well, and if, I guess, you know, just to be personal about it, when you let that bad open door, let's just keep, we're going to play with that metaphor. Okay. When you let that um, exist when you're like, okay, I guess this is the way I'm going to achieve the thing that I love, the thing that I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. It can destroy the thing you love in a way. It can destroy you. Well, I, I mean, I never wanted to act again when Ugh. I left the show. I was like, all right, f- it, yep. I'm done. You know, like, see you later. I'm never going to yep. do this again. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, for Haley and her music, I don't want Chris Keller to destroy that, you know? I don't want no. this this one opportunity to be the thing that crushes her. Um, yep. Because we, we know, because we shot it, that she's mm-hmm. going to have so many other awesome opportunities. If she would just, like, lean yes. into Trick, go help Peyton, man. Hello. Yeah. But I, I love that, that you say that because I think it is so important when we talk about trusting yourself enough mm-hmm. to to close let's call it a haunted door perhaps <laughs> um, to say I'm not willing to go live in a haunted house yeah uh, I dude I had the same experience when I left Chicago I was like I'm out yeah like you and I are the oh, truly when I tell you and I will never forget sweet Justin Baldoni from Jane the Virgin said to me when I told him I quit my job he was like I've never met an actor who's quit a job ever. Actors don't do that. It's so hard to get a job. It and is I was so like, well, hard to get a job. <laughs> it's so hard to get a job. And I said, well, I quit a job and one of my best friends quit a job. Yeah. You and I are the only two actors I know who've ever quit their jobs. And it is such an act of self-defense to say, I will no longer tolerate this thing that is literally mm-hmm. eating me from the inside. Like it's like having a flesh-eating bacteria yeah. on your soul. And when I quit, I had the same experience. I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to do it again. There are so many other things that I love and care about. I don't know if I'm ever going to do that again. At this point, I'd rather be at the sports authority. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. I'd rather go work for Carl. I'll wear the outfit. I don't oh, give a shit. I'll sing a jingle. Like, I, because the well was poisoned to yeah. me. And it took me a while to realize that there were 
other water towers. There were other yeah. there were other doors that that had not a shred of creepy haunting. Well, Brooke's gonna find that. Um, I love that she works for Brooke's all of gonna like find it. Two Peyton's weeks. gonna find it. Yeah, her her two week tenure at the Crab Shack is now gonna turn into <laughs> um, student council running for office, which is exciting because we got a yeah. little. I love seeing that flyer because Erica Marsh's name is on it. I know. She's coming. I also love that Brooke was like, I'm running. I'm going to take up all the lines across the page. And they told me to do that. They were like, they were like, maybe write your name bigger than everybody else. And I was like, well, watch what you wish for. Cause yeah. now I'm just going to go from margin to margin. It's a strong move. Uh, it was so fun. Wait, also I have a question yeah. because obviously we know, and we haven't brought this up. I, I want to know what it is. If you know, if you remember, I'm sure you do. Peyton and Jake go on the road trip to Savannah to get Jenny. Where the oh, hell were you? Were I, you like doing a movie or something? No, I wasn't doing a movie. I think I was being punished for something or who knows. Um, I was probably off mooning over Greenberg. Just like, hey, man, uh, we got the episode <laughs> off. You trying to hang out? Hey, hey, I, hey. I, I honestly, I have no idea. Um, and that was always kind of like, I don't know. We were always kind of like jockeying for our storyline. Uh, and so I'd gotten mm-hmm. the thing I wanted. I got Greenberg back, but then it wasn't in the episode. So what were we doing at this point? You guys were, do- you had to be doing something. Like, let it be clear, guys. The people we worked for were not giving us days off to be nice. Like, <laughs> there had to be a reason. I, I, were you honestly, doing like Secret Life of Bees or something? Like, no. what were you doing? No, if any, if anything, I would get sent to do like the sun-kissed parties and uh, like stuff like that. But I don't think we were doing that necessarily in season two. I that started like season three, right? Or did you have a big like MTV obligation? Was I at spring break? Oh. I think you were on MTV Spring Break. That's where I knew. I was like, I'm telling you, you were working. When did this one air? This would have aired at the beginning of February. So I was either doing Cancun or New Orleans or like I would yeah. go on these weird trips because oh, or I was doing like club nights in Miami still because in season two, I was still doing five days on Tree Hill, two days in New York for MTV uh, and it yep. wasn't until the end of season two that I was like, I'm going to die if I keep doing this. It's yeah. not sustainable. And MTV let no. me out of my contract so that I could just do One Tree Hill. Um, but yeah, that's why like my hair's falling out and I'm just like a fucking disaster all of season two. That's, yeah. I'd, I'd hit my limit. So I was, yeah, probably doing something like that. I'm okay with it, though. I like that Anna thought she was being ghosted, you know, and Lucas had to it explain too. it and be like, baby, no. Had that Jake not shown up. And something that's really nice is you being away with Jake. It gives Anna the opportunity to feel like she's being ignored. Mm-hmm. And it kind of forces Brooke to rely on herself and to let yeah. Felix help her. Because if Peyton had been home, Brooke would have just gone to Peyton. Yeah. I would have made signs. You know. I was going to say, it's Peyton why the signs were so <laughs> ugly. I didn't have you to draw them. They were so oh, bad. I really like the actress that you worked with, Abby, uh, who had the cute blonde yeah. haircut. She was married, or she is married, to one of the guys who was in the local improv comedy scene with Cullen. And so her husband, Garrett, was like really good friends with Cullen. Um, there was a pack of dudes that all did improv 
at level five. Like at level five. Yeah. yeah. And so it was really cool because I'd made friends with her outside of our show. And then she got cast on the show. And it was so cool. That was the fun part about shooting in a small town is that our guest stars were a mm-hmm. lot of times like people that we'd made friends with in real life. And so it felt like bring your yeah. friend to work day. And I, I love that you guys got to work together. She was so pretty and cool. She was so pretty and cool. And what I loved also, again, to to sort of mirror that line, people do crazy things when they're desperate. Yeah. You see what's going on with Jules, but you also see what's going on with all these other young women in this small town. Yeah. You know, Abby's playing a character who's a single mom and has a two-year-old. This group of girls who've all been hired because they're young and pretty and probably pretty easy to take advantage Vulnerable, of. Vulnerable, yeah. Get to show their vulnerability and their fear about losing this shitty job because it might be the only one available to them. Mm -hmm. And so it's so fun to see them get a win. Yeah, well, that's why I love these, like, young kids coming up now because they're like, I'm not going to work at a poverty (laughs) wage. What are you talking about? No way. You have to pay us. You kids, you just get those signs out. You got us old ladies to back your play. We'll show up with our crab outfits. Unionize. (laughs) Look up OSHA on the internet. It's true. No, it's (laughs) it's good. It's empowering. And if you don't come from a family that encourages you to be a noisemaker, hopefully you can Mm -hmm. find other people in your life that make you feel safe to speak up for yourself and advocate for yourself. um, Mm -hmm. Because that is a huge hurdle in anybody's young adulthood. But once you do it once, then it's like, okay, for the whole rest of your life. You know, it's, it just takes a little bit of practice. Yes. I love it. And, and it just brings me back to the, the sort of, I weirdly feel this grown up pride looking at young Brooke being like, look at her, she's getting kicked out of her nest and she's choosing to do exactly that, to advocate and to lead. And even though it's scary, she's going to show up for other people and maybe learn to show up for herself along the way. Well, that's it. She's not being selfish about like, I'm going to fix this for me. She's like, Oh, no, no, no. We're going to fix this for everyone. You know what it is? It's the cheerleader mentality. And I... Yes. So someone (laughs) asked me how I got into my television show, um, which is a true crime documentary show. And they're like, oh, you guys are solving cases and you guys are doing this. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Innocence Project organizations are solving these cases. And all these like lawyers working pro bono are doing all of this work. What I'm doing is cheerleading. And And Mm -hmm. people talk shit about cheerleaders all the time, but there is a life skill that I learned because the focus wasn't on me. The focus is on who's on the field. And it's your job to make them feel seen and supported and to bring Mm -hmm. as many people in as possible to raise Mm -hmm. their voices and get involved. To rally. To rally. And so- Honestly, like the extracurricular activities I did as a teenager, cheerleading has (laughs) stupidly become like something that's very important. Um, And it's a big part of what we do. It's, you know, using your megaphone and shining the light on somebody Mm -hmm. else. Yes. By the way, it's exactly the same for me. It's the reason everyone laughs about me being a camp counselor. Yes. It's wrangling everybody. Pumping them up for the activity, being being the leader who gets them there. It's it's the reason that I so early in the trajectory of our show started doing public advocacy work. Yeah. Because same thing. I was like, I have a megaphone and I'm gonna use it. Watch this. Yeah. You know, it I it love is that you had the me. camp counselor megaphone and I had the t- Yeah, and you had- <laughs> We're a literal match made in heaven. Yeah, Joy had the microphone. God 
damn, that couldn't have worked out better. <laughs> We're real good. Yeah, fine. Somebody needs to draw that. You need the like hold up cheer megaphone. I need the like old school 70s actual electronic the one, the megaphone. One that sounds like this. <laughs> yeah, and Joy needs a singer's microphone. Fans, artists, please have at it. Chop, chop, friends. Uh, do we have questions? We want to spin a wheel? What do you want to do, baby? I... I want to give an honorable mention before we jump into the questions. While yeah. we do talk about Brooke Davis loving the color red and yes, all yes. things nostalgic from the era, that red couch at Karen's oh Cafe. God. The red couch gets an honorable mention, y'all. Sophia, I have thought about that couch so many times. Like, Where is that couch? I loved that couch. And Who has it? If anyone knows who has that couch... Can you let us know? We because will buy it from you. It's a sectional, baby. Like, we could each get a piece. <laughs> so, oh. oh, I want it. Um, yeah, I that, would sob. God, and I just, I remember, like, what the texture feels like on my hand. Like, I remember, like, rubbing my hand yes. on it. It's such a sense and of memory. I remember that, yeah, and when we would be in there shooting and there'd be a break, we'd all go pile on it. Yeah. Like, oh God, I just missed that couch. We could even do a thing. Maybe we find out where the couch is and we do like a charity drive to get the couch back. <laughs> Honestly. Not for us. Whatever. Not for us. I mean, we would raise money for charity to get the couch back. I'll pay anyone for the couch. Um, Please. Yeah, I loved that couch. There were certain pieces on set that just like... Ugh. I loved. Um, okay, so Anna mm -hmm. asks us, she says, when Peyton, Haley, and Brooke are having a bad day or going through a breakup, there's a common cure, root beer floats or ice cream. Do all of you like mm. root beer floats in real life or what is your go-to comfort food? Fucking no. Uh, I hate Ugh. root beer more than anything. I mean, I don't hate root beer, but like... Oh, I hate it. I don't like ice cream. Like, it's just... Didn't we just talk about this? I do. I know you do. I don't know. I mean, you know that I'll I'll be a Kilwins diehard fan until oh, the that's day right. I'm no longer on this planet. But I got to say, dairy's also terrible for me. I have asthma. Like, I can't be eating ice cream. <laughs> it makes me sick. Oh, it makes me phlegmy. But I, mean, I know, but I love it. Yeah. So, I don't know. If I, if I was going to pick my most favorite comfort food in the world, it would be... Pho. Vietnamese noodle oh, soup. Oh, yeah. I could eat a bowl of pho every single day for the rest of my life. I probably order it two or three times a week from a place down the street. That's like, so nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, when I came to Toronto to visit you, I ordered DoorDash at like two o'clock in the morning and got yes. good food and a bottle of wine. What did you get? I don't even know. It's like truffle fries and, you know, like all sorts of stuff. But I was just like, oh, this is oh, so nice that. to live somewhere where there's like options. Um, yeah, that was so fun. I wish I'd known about what your do you keep place. on the farm? Oh my God. I know. I, well, you, when you come back, we'll just get it Fine. when you're on the farm, because you are not near anywhere where yeah. you can get takeout yeah. at a random hour. What do you keep? Like, what do you always have stocked in the pantry or in the freezer that you can cook up quickly for yourself when you're hungry and you can't pick up dinner? <laughs> Whiskey. Thank you to our friends at Jane Walker. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, no, I have to be a responsible adult here. I, I'm a carby person. Like, I yeah. am a bread, 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 bread girl. So, like, pasta, bread, pasta. bread and, like, the Kerrygold super salty butter. Um, oh. Yeah. I remember when I was, like, taking German in high school, 
as like a freshman, I just needed to learn how to say, ich liebe Brot. Like, I just, I love bread. Where is the bread? <laughs> yeah. Ich liebe. Um, oh, I love. That's what it is. Yeah, I love, I love bread. bread. That's that's what's yeah. stuck after all those years. Uh, yeah. But, you, me, and Oprah. That's it. Just sitting around eating <laughs> a loaf of bread. bread on One Tree Hill. Can you imagine? <laughs> My mom, I will never forget. I got in so much trouble once as a kid. You know, um, d- did you ever live anywhere with a Vons, the grocery store Vons? No, no, but I All know what it California. is. Yeah. Once I moved okay. to LA. Yeah. So, well, yeah. So by the Vons checkout, there's always like the, the big French loaves that they would bake for the day. And they're like a dollar 99. I would beg my mom to get me a French loaf every day. And she was like, what is, why is this kid so obsessed with bread? What's going on? And one day she finally figures out what I've been doing. I've been cutting the loaf in half, but then digging out the soft bread on the inside and leaving the crust pouch. And then I'd put it back together and just leave it on the counter. And my mom was like, have you hollowed out a loaf of bread every day? You psychopath. And I'd get it out and I'd roll the little dough into balls and eat them. Sophia, we're the perfect match because I'm a crust girl. So I'll always give you the insides and I'll take the outsides. Done. Done. All right. Well, now we know what Brooke and I can't wait to run. (laughs) I can't wait to run a a cheerleading summer camp and just have bread for every meal. I can't wait to tell Joy. (laughs) Done. Done, done, done. Uh, All right. What's Can't wait to invite you all. Yeah. Our cheerleading summer camp is going to be so fun. Oh, my God. It's going to be so fun. I can't wait for the outfits. All right. Back on track. Rebecca asks, oh, this is a good question for us. If the show was to reboot today, what music would Peyton be collecting and listening to? We literally just talked about this. I know. What music would be playing in the background scenes at Trick? Literally, we just talked about this like 45 minutes ago. Um, I have this new band (laughs) that I'm obsessed with called Pom Pom Squad. Uh, Their album, Death of a Cheerleader, like just came out. And it is- It's all on theme. It's in my brain. (laughs) (laughs) I started posting about it on Instagram um, and this sweet lead singer like wrote me back and I was like, baby, I am trying to come see your show this year. I have not been Let's to a go. concert in so many years. <gasps> I Let's miss go. them so much. Come down to the Let's city. Go. She's playing at the Bowery Ballroom. Done. Okay, done. Done. I'm coming. It's sold um, out. We also- definitely have to pull some strings. I know her. We're going. <laughs> well, you know people. I know her. I think another person, I think about this so much just because of what the music did for our show. And I think about who affects me so deeply. I just know that Tovlo would be Uh on heavy rotation on our show. And we would definitely get her to come play a trick because I know her. So let's just get all our friends. (laughs) (laughs) I just want all the hot girls to come play on our show and make us feel cool. Hot girl energy is what we're about. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. (laughs) Oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Yeah. (laughs) I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. 
Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? So I saw that Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now online and in-store. I love that. For the entire month of May, join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. I really appreciate that a big brand like Macy's is supporting Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to AAPI scholarships. AAPI is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. So join us by rounding up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support AAPI scholars and educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Do you know that this has been a tradition in my family for many years? Uh, my mother used to love pecan sandies from Keebler. She Aww. would bring them home and I would find her in the kitchen taking a little nibble on a stressful day. <laughs> And I love it. I love it so much. I've adopted it myself. I love coming home and just taking a moment to step away from all the daily expectations and enjoy a little little Keebler Sandy. Listen, you know I love a snack break and Keebler Sandies are perfect for that. They are buttery shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, Joy's favorite pecans and almonds. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The delicate sweetness, the buttery flavor, the crumbly texture. They make Keebler Sandies the perfect pairing with your coffee or tea. Whether you're enjoying Keebler Sandies as an afternoon snack, serving them at a party, or simply indulging in some me time, they are a classic shortbread cookie that brings simple pleasure to every bite. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie and enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I think it's time to spin a wheel, sister. You want to do it? Let's do it. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Who is most likely to <laughs> what? win a pie-eating contest? Well. I mean, is it me? I... <laughs> it might be me. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You know, you know who commits and who is a good sport is Barbara Allen Woods. She, like Barbara, you could throw anything at Barbara and she'd be like, yeah, You're right. I'm a, I'm a Midwest girl. Like, give it to me. Sure. Yeah. Barbara would win and like look good doing it. I was just going to say, I would just be so happy to be eating pie. Barbara <laughs> would like make it hot. Yeah. Let's give it to Barbara. I love uh, snacks, but she's, she's just so sexy. Hot pie. Okay. But who on the show? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, I don't know. You know what it makes me think of? I can't even remember who said it. Years ago, somebody was like, Megan Fox is so hot. She makes me want to strangle an ox. And that's how I feel about Barbara. <laughs> like, Barbara and her little Barbara's scarf in this so episode. Hot. Yeah. I can't. Can, if, can you imagine if that was Deb's coping mechanism <laughs> in the episode where she's like, oh, you guys are making me crazy. I'm going to go eat this pie. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Um, all right, Barbara Deb. Maybe wins. she will in the next one. Maybe. Who knows? God. Yeah. Our next episode is season two, episode 13. The hero dies in this one. That sounds bleak. All right. Well, what does that mean? Hold on to your hats, friends. It's going to be a doozy. Thank you guys for hanging out. Thank you. See you next week. Till next time. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth. Or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See you next time. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl. cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, so we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. Was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.